0: Our main show is about to start So pop those headphones in And let Sophia Style Radio To keep you company. You are listening to Sophia Style Radio Where we
1: celebrate
0: all things female
1: Every hour, every day
2: For show notes, updates, and free resources, be
0: sure to join our email community. Here is how simply email our studio on hello at Sophia and I.co.uk or find us on Facebook pages. Search for Sophia Style Radio. Hello,
3: how you been holding up? No, we haven't spoken in months, but I thought maybe you've been missing me like I miss you. Maybe you still think of us as me and you Don't know if it's too soon or too late to say That I regret a lot of the things that I said I would go back and change it all if I had the chance And I wish that I could say this all to your face Don't think i have the courage to watch you walk away I wish that we could just let go but i'm sorry for the mess i made i'm sorry for the things i said i'm sorry that i let you down i'm sorry gotta pull myself together i'm sorry 'Cause like I've got too much pride, but trust me I'm not the girl that I used to be Something changed when you left me, and I know I should have tried a little harder when you cried, and I just watched you, see I got all these trust issues, I watched my mother's heart bleed That you and me will be friends eventually I understand if that's not what you need Is there hope for a future in us? I understand if that's not what you want I brought this mess upon us, don't worry I'll be off now, just needed you to hear it for me That I'm sorry for the mess I made I'm sorry for the things I said. I'm sorry that I let you down. I'm sorry, gotta pull myself together. I'm sorry
0: weekly show. I hope you're having a fantastic week and a great day so far. I am back from my holiday. How has your summer been? Have you been away or are you still away? Whichever it is, I hope you're having a fantastic time. So we're back and on today's show we'll have amazing guests. We will be talking to Pat Macy, and she is a visibility queen. So I can't wait to find out more helpful tips about being visible after a summer break and how we can make a scene on social media. And then we also have Emma Salt, and she will be sharing highs and lows of parenting. And we'll be focusing on talking about children with special needs. And our regulars, of course, we have Marie Rowe and her next chapter. So we will recap the last one, I think, just to catch us up and then we'll play a new one. And we have plenty of good music to come. So let's get started. And I already can't wait to introduce you to all of my special guests today. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio.
1: Welcome back and thank
0: you for listening to Sophia Style Radio. Great to have your company. My first guest is Kat Macy and she's a visibility queen and she helps you and your business to be more visible in this very noisy social media at the moment. Kat, so wonderful to have you here and welcome to the show. Um, I would absolutely love to welcome my first guest of our September shows and it's Kat, and Kat, please tell us a little bit more about you and about what you do.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. How are you? Hope you're well. I'm Kat Massey, and I've been given the title of the Visibility Queen. That's quite a bold statement in itself, but um, I never gave, gave myself that title. My community did, and what that means is that I'm helping men and women step into their own light, into their own visibility by helping them grow and um, in their confidence, which in return grows them, and then it will grow their business. So that is me in a nutshell, really, of what I'm doing at the moment. Brilliant.
0: And I think it's so important, isn't it? We always say that your business, um, it's all about you. So it's important to be in front of your business, isn't it? Don't you think?
1: Yeah, because a lot of people, they... When they set up their business, they have everything in place, you know, their fancy branding, their, you know, their logos, everything's there. They've, they've got everything, their business message and everything. And then we don't actually see them and then they worry then why haven't I had the growth because you know, it's that old cliche people buy people and um, we definitely need to get more people to be the face of their business.
0: Definitely. And we mentioned it just in our our chat just before about how a lot of people worry about being perfect on those lives, you know, looking perfect, perfect appearance, hair, makeup and all of that. Especially us women will worry about it too much, I think, don't you? Yeah, (laughs) um, I mean, how do you obviously, how do you carry out your own lives? I mean, what you think is, you know, is important?
1: Yeah, definitely to show. Show up as you, authentically, real and raw. And always, when people say, oh, I just don't have the time because of the children, because of this, because of this, it's action over perfection, guys. Because you have to, if you show up as you, you are going to grow your business so much more because you're going to resonate with those people that are just like you behind the screen. And they're like, oh my God, if she can do that, then I definitely can. If you show up, yes, or graces with um, everything just so it can put people off a lot more it, you'll be surprised real is 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 your superpower you is Yeah. Your superpower.
0: and what what do you think stops people to actually be that brave and be that bold
1: the overwhelm the overwhelm that they feel because their thoughts And just like with everybody, that our thoughts are projected into the future. We're not very present in the moment. So we think about the what ifs. What if nobody watches me if I go live? What if I put a post on and I don't get any likes? What if I I set up an Instagram account and nobody follows me? We always think about the future. That then overwhelms us. So that stops us in our tracks and we go, you know what? I'll tell you what, we just won't show up. And that is what stops people. So that's where I come in to help.
0: Yeah, it is always a worry, isn't it, that you might be judged or people might have a bad opinion. And so I completely agree.
1: Yeah, and if you do put yourself out there, I'm not. You know, I do. I don't um, pussyfoot around this. If you do put yourself out there more and more, you are obviously going to get some majority of people that you won't fit with them and that's okay you've got to get that into your mindset that no not everybody is going to like you and that is okay but there's going to be a massive amount of people that you will be a fit for and that will like you and that will want to see you show up as you and so yeah you've just got to um and it's easier you know it's easy for me to say but I have walked in their in their shoes and that's where I come come from a place of I I know how you felt but this is what I do so I can help you and that's and that's how I work.
0: Definitely and do you have any top tips for people is there something quick that we can implement that would help us
1: be visible? A lot of people like we could We can all talk about visibility, about, right, we need to be on every social media platform and we need to be out doing this. And and that's where the overwhelm will come on because you're going to be spending so much time posting and going live on all these platforms. But if you're not clear on three main things, number one, your message. What is your message? If you're not absolutely clear on that, who are you showing up for? Why are you getting visible because if it's we have got to be like crystal clear on this I say to people when I show up whatever I do I'm going to be talking about visibility and confidence if I showed up on say and your show today and I started talking about how to make a lasagna and people would think hang on a minute I didn't know she did like cookbooks or something I absolutely don't so my message would become wishy-washy and it's the same for everybody and the example i give as well is dfs everybody knows dfs sells sofas right they went a bit quiet over covid didn't we all their sales stopped the dfs sale stopped but if they rocked up now and started selling chicken nuggets we'll be like hang on a minute i thought dfs sold sofas what's going on so again it's all about crafting your message, your story to show up, niche it down and be consistent with it. So if you are like yourself and you, are, you support um, women in business, you, your message is completely clear. If I went to look you up or show up, your message is absolutely clear. And that is my top tip is to get your message clear. Number two, the boring bit, get ideal clients yeah avatar the trendy word the avatar and this is something we really really do have to um work on because if we show up and we're just like saying oh I say if you made jewelry oh I make jewelry and you just want everybody to come but no who do you want to wear your jewelry who do you want to see in that necklace who is your ideal absolutely ideal client it's just like your message you need to be crystal clear on this because if you're talking to everybody you're obviously talking to nobody and my next tip i can give you is marketing how are you going to show up how are you going to show up as you because guys that is it because when people say to me oh i don't want to show up in my industry because there's a lot of other people doing it now i'm a retired stylist hairdresser now 10 years ago, I opened three hairdressers and I can guarantee I wasn't the first one to do that. And they're very successful and they're still, um, still going today. So it's an excuse. It is definitely an excuse. You need to show up as you because nobody is you. Get your marketing right. Get your absolute branding right. And then yes, show up on the platforms, but you'll find that three platforms probably work for you. Try them all. I have. What platforms work for me is Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, I used to use Twitter. I don't anymore. It doesn't work for me. Don't feel overwhelmed that you have to show up everywhere. Just get your message crystal clear. Get your, who you're showing up to and get your marketing right. And then you will be at your visibility best and will work on the rest.
0: Oh, fantastic. I'm actually sitting here with a pencil and I'm making notes as well as I go along. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you, Kat, very much. And you actually I spotted on your um, website that you have a visibility checklist for for people to download is that right
1: yeah it's it's just a start it's a starter checklist it gives you seven um it gives you seven of the top platforms where you can show up and then on the other page it gives you like a plain sheet where you're gonna brain dump all your ideas of how you're gonna show up and then it shows you how to actually show up on them platforms because every platform is different because when you look at Facebook and Instagram there are social media so you can get social with pictures you can get social um, with Facebook the likes of LinkedIn that's more of your boardroom it's not your playroom like Facebook. So you're going to show up more. You can still show up as yourself, but it's the only place you can show up and actually not get judged for sharing your business because that's what people are there for. So, it, so that checklist, yeah, it's a free checklist. You can go and download it and it just gives you um, some little nuggets to go and um, check off and see if you are being visible um, in the right way.
0: Fantastic. I think that will be a good time to share what is the, the actual website that, that people can sort of hop onto?
1: to. Yeah. So it's Uk to let everybody know that they deserve to be heard. They deserve to be seen and they deserve to show up as them.
0: Fantastic. I love that. And what do you think there was, a, is there a kind of a shift as to what's, more important to people
1: or is there a particular worry that people have about visibility? So they have obviously the worry of overwhelm which we've just chatted about and um, people are also worried because I'm working with people who have had to come online. They've never had a Facebook page, they've never had a Facebook group, they've never had a social media presence. So can you imagine you know you think 13 years ago there was no social media which is a bit of a scary thought isn't it because a lot mm-hmm. of us do business on social media That's right. so for somebody who's not ever been on that to come onto it now when everybody's coming on and everybody's got something to share it's so noisy that is making them feel even more overwhelmed and even more that they don't you know that they think, oh, I'm not confident enough to do that. I'm not confident enough to show up visibly. And I was just hearing it time and time again. So, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in creating a solution for people's problems. So that is exactly where um, I've created the Visibility Lounge. It's obviously a free group where you can come in and we talk about tips, hacks, advice. I get guest speakers if you're suffering with self- sabotage or imposter syndrome then I'm going to get you an expert in to come and speak to you about that and um we, you know we're gonna um, we're gonna absolutely smash it because there's just no one should feel on their own and that's a big big thing for me that no one should feel on their own in business you can be in business for yourself but not by yourself and that's a big thing for me
0: I think it's uh, a lot of, and especially women, I find that we kind of, no, I can do it. I can do it all on my own, you know, Um, I don't need anyone's help. But there's nothing wrong with actually going, listen, oh, you know, I had a hard day or I've done too much or whatever. It's too much for me. And there's nothing wrong
1: with actually asking somebody else for help
0: yeah we think
1: you know we are super women aren't we we're multitaskers and we find it a weakness to ask for help where actually it's a strength and we need to turn on a head if we you'd like you've just said hold our hands up and go you know what I need like a community around me that's going to be my true cheerleaders that absolutely get my mindset because when we're mums in business um it's an entrepreneurial journey for want of a better word and that is not for everybody so when you're trying to find help out there or or even with your family and friends they're not actually your biggest cheerleaders 100% of the time they don't get get it so you need to be surrounded with the right people that are, are going to um yeah take you on that on that journey if you like and that absolutely make you smash it
0: and it's uh, quite often you say it's you know you you surround yourself with that positivity and that good energy and, you know, you feed off it and as a consequence you have that productivity as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. You, if you, sur- you know, whoever you surround yourself, I, you know, there's a big thing, isn't it? Surround yourself with the t- your, your favorite five people. You know, I've got my business besties, even when you're not there, because <laughs> that is gold. That will only raise your vibration and um, grow your business. It's, it's completely true.
0: Yeah, well, we are two actually perfect examples because we found each other in the community on social media Definitely, um, yeah. and, you know, to share the stories as well. I mean, for me, obviously, I'm kind of a story collector because I, I like hearing yeah. stories from all the other women and obviously have them in magazine or on the show with me here. Um, and it's so lovely to hear more. And I'm sure people would want to find out more. So, Kat, let's just repeat the website again. Um, and give us also any Facebook pages or
1: anything like that where people can find you. Okay, for the the checklist, it's www.visibilityqueen.co.uk and I'm on Facebook under the Visibility Lounge and KC Community Network. You can find me on Instagram and my other website is www.katherinmassey.co.uk and that will lead you to most places.
0: Fantastic, well we've only given a, a tiny little snippet of what you offer, so I do hope people um, dive in and find out a little bit more about you. but for now, thank you for joining me
1: today. It's been wonderful. Oh, thank you so much, Anne it's been lovely, and you've got a lovely um established platform here, so thank you Oh, thank you. We have fun here, don't we
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for the wonderful wonderful chat um, and I hope all our listeners enjoyed finding out. All the best way to stay visible, I think after a few months of working at home and trying to figure out the best way to be visible. And also for us mums, we had some of the summer off with the children and it's nice to get back in the game and find out the best way to be visible and social on all the social media. So Kat, thank you again. We'll be right back after this music break and we've got still more to come. We have Emma talking about highs and lows of parenting. Don't go anywhere. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the Ws, Sophia and forward slash Sophia Style Magazine.
4: you care for me when honestly you don't really give a damn cause you are just a friend to me but you can't be a friend to me you forget about me at the drop of a high
0: Have your company and our next guest is Emma Salt and today we will be talking about highs and lows of parenting so welcome to Sophia Style Radio. I would love to welcome Emma to my show um, and Emma I'm dying to find out more about your story um, why don't you just introduce yourself to, to everyone tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Okay well I um, I wear many hats in my day-to-day life and um, Years and years ago, I had a midlife crisis at 18, decided not to go to university and ended up as a vet nurse. And there is relevance to this. I'm I'm not just waffling on for nothing. Um, Then got married um, quite young, still very happily married. Um, Had my eldest son and then decided that um, I need to do more with my life. So I went to uni as a mature student when he was two. Um, And when I left uni, I went straight into teaching further education, teaching animal care, which is the link back to the vet nursing animal care, animal health, that side of things. I love teaching. I love teaching the kids with additional needs or the kids just haven't fulfilled their potential. My big thing is getting the light bulb moment. And what I didn't realise at the time when I started teaching was that my teaching experience would be a massive help to my my kids. Um, My eldest son has ADHD and dyslexia and my youngest son is um, high-functioning autistic and is also dyslexic. Um, And it's a real battle with education, with health services and everything else to get their problems and their needs recognised. Now, because of where I taught and the kinds of kids that I taught, I was aware before school was, I, I need to stress that my kids have gone to a fantastic school and the, the support we've had from them, they've both been to the same um, primary school and secondary school, and the sport has, support has been fantastic. But the trouble with a lot of kids with additional needs is they're very good at masking what they have going on in their heads at school, and you see the tantrums or the upset or the meltdowns or the shutdowns when they come home. So with both of them, I pushed the diagnosis for dyslexia, not realizing they were as bad as they are, And again, um, with the autism, with my youngest, we had to really fight for that diagnosis, which I've I've written about extensively in in my blog. Um, And then with our eldest, I was pretty sure he had ADHD as well as dyslexia. Um, But I was given advice when he was in year six um, that he had enough with dyslexia. He didn't need another diagnosis. So He didn't actually get diagnosed with ADHD until he was 16, which was really far too late. He went through secondary education. He was labelled as a naughty kid. He was labelled he's a troublemaker but he was one of those children from a teacher's point of view he would have been one of those that (laughs) you knew on a good day you'd have a great lesson with him on a bad day you just it would be a nightmare so so that's that's sort of my background um of why I started writing the blog but alongside that because everything I have to do revolves around my children and the needs. because I say my husband's fantastic but he works very long hours so I've always worked part-time so as well as uh, teaching, tutoring and blogging, I've also got um, a skincare business which I set up just to see if I could and also with my youngest with his autism he doesn't like strong smells so if I was to wear a very heavily scented body lotion or burn very smelly candles he, it would trigger a really strong reaction with him. So everything I've done over the last 24 years has been driven by my children and, and their needs which is great I and mean, it really has been an inspiration to me. It does mean, if you look at my CV, I have done so many wonderful jobs over the last, i say, nearly 24 years.
0: Yeah, but I I can see all that tells me is that you've adapted, you moved on with change. And you know what I'm curious about is uh, during this past few months, everyone is talking about how much has changed, how they had to change their habits, their ways of working and all that sort of thing. How has, you know, the past few months have been for you, your kids... Obviously, we're moving into doing school at home as well. How all that has affected you and your family?
5: Well, we've been quite lucky because of um, the needs, particularly of my youngest. We, we don't have a massive social life. We, don't, we do go out and we have a nice social friend, uh, circle of friends. But um, a lot of the stuff that we do anyway is based at home. So lockdown was hard, but we're lucky that um, our house backs onto some fields that my parents used to own. We could get outside and for us, Ecotherapy or nature therapy, whatever you want to call it, is so important and it keeps us all sane. And sort of when it's been a rough day, we weren't stuck in the house. We could even if it's raining, you just put a coat on, put the wellies on, balance over the bridge, and you can just be. You can be outside. So we were really lucky that we had that. And to be honest, a lot of the stresses that um, my youngest has had, that he has with, um it's not that he's not social. It's just that he finds other people being social can be very overwhelming. So he's actually coped incredibly well with lockdown because we have quite a set routine anyway it hadn't had a huge impact on us because he's um because of his educational needs he's he's very academic um but when he does his homework he sits at the kitchen table even now at 15 he sits at the kitchen table and if he needs help with something being read or being kept on task I can help him and I don't sit with him anymore but it might be that I I cook tea or I do some of my own work so that I'm there with him so I think because I've always been involved in his schoolwork, again the online schooling wasn't a massive problem for us in fact he quite enjoyed it the problem we have now is that after five months of being at home next week he's back at school and we've we've already got the anxiety about that. Um, again, it, it was a recent blog that I wrote about that the anxiety start and when he gets very, very anxious, um, he gets not clingy, but he needs the support of somebody there. So already the anxiety is building. Sure. Do you have do you have any
0: tips, maybe or any thoughts of how you might cope and I'm I'm so keen to share this in case we've got any sort of listeners that have similar challenges if they have you know uh, children with additional needs so do you have any any tips maybe or anything helpful to share how to cope with going back to school you know yeah well I think the thing is you have
5: to accept that whatever they're feeling they're allowed to feel you can't tell them not to worry even a neurotypical teen after five months at home is not going to be looking back to looking forward to going into the classroom and learning. It's a complete change of, of routine and pattern. And so there'll be anxiety anyway. So the big thing for that I would say is your your teen or your child is allowed to feel whatever they are feeling. There is no right or wrong. And what we've done as a family, is we've we've talked about mood parrots. So if you have a if you're feeling sad, then that's fine. As, you know, as adults we wake up and sometimes we're in a really bad mood for no reason. You just wake up and you hate the world but yet we expect our children our teens to cope with everyday like it's you know mary poppins or whatever so we've talked about mood parrots and i will say to the kids i have a tired grumpy mood parrot on my shoulder this morning cross me at my pe- at your peril <laughs> So over the last few years, we've talked about our feelings more, which has helped both our kids express their feelings. And we've, you know, they're, they're allowed to feel, they're allowed to be worried. They're allowed to be excited. They're allowed to dread it. They're allowed to be really pleased that they're going to get away from mum and dad or from carers for eight hours a day. You know, I think the big thing is just accept that this is unknown. We are in unknown territory. Nobody in living memory has gone through anything like this. So rather than telling our kids they need to pull themselves together or it'll be fine or there's nothing to worry about or you should be excited no they shouldn't they're allowed to feel whatever they feel and it, that mood can change from, from minute to minute and i think we need to listen without talking as well and we give advice if they want it but if they come in and say um you know mom dad i'm really worried what if my friends dad has COVID and they don't come to school and we can't go, oh, that's not going to happen. We'll just say, well, you know, if that happens, then we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll find a way through it. Um, We can't dismiss their worries because those worries are in their minds. Yes, we need to help them. Yes, we need to guide them, but I think we need to listen to them and follow their lead. Yeah, there is no right, or nobody has done this before. That's how the blog started, partly because, well, for two reasons, really. We went through some really tough times with my oldest son when he was 16. Um, and nobody, none of the other parents at school ever mentioned anything negative. It was all very much like, um, you know, the Instagram So Perfect lifestyle. So I just thought, I thought we were the worst parents in the world because he was going through troubled times. So part of the blog was to be honest and to let people know what we went through or what we were going through. But it is incredibly cathartic. I To be able to put all my feelings down. Um, in a very honest way. It, it really helps. I tend to blog more when we're going through tough times than, than happy times. I need to blog more to say, it's been a lovely day today. Oh, we've had all sorts of success. Stuff. I do do it a little bit. But when we're going through tough times, blogging really does help me. And to get it down on paper, and if I share it on, on the Facebook page or if people read, read the blog, the comments that I get are really positive as well. I know that it's helping. So I try to write the things that I could have done with reading. And I try to write things so that people know it's not just them.
0: Why don't we, Emma, why don't we share where people can find the blogs? Because they're such a good read, as I said, they they can help so many people. So uh, just let me know the website where all of that is on, please.
5: Yeah, when I set up the website, I thought I would be really, uh, really clever (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and do a really quirky spelling of square peg round hole, which is fit into life in general, not to make them fit into the round hole, but I do feel that quite often, and not just the kids, for adults as well, you often feel like a square peg and uh, not fitting in. The website is squarepeg at wordpress.com. But the spelling of square peg, I really should have done it better when I set this up. <laughs> I spell it up square is spelled S K W A R E. And then peg, P-E-G. Round is R-O-W-N-D. And then hole is H-O-L-E. Um, so it's Square Peg Round Hole. Dot WordPress. Dot com. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't think about the spell. it's very, very clever play on words for dyslexic kids. But it really isn't the best spelling of Square Peg Round Hole. Um, I'm also Square P on Twitter with a so S-K-W-A-R-E, pe- Square P on Twitter and square peg on facebook
0: as well so you can find me there and i always put links for new blogs on that's wonderful thank you very much for that thank you so much for joining me today emma and thank you for sharing a little bit about your story as well you're very welcome it's been lovely to talk thank you emma again right still to come a little bit more music we have a chapter recap from marie Rowe. From Coventry to Hollywood, and that will set you out for the newest and the latest chapter that we will introduce to you from next week. So let's catch up with Marie's chapter from last month. Let's have a music break first.
6: pocket, good sense in my head If you think that I need much else Your poor soul's been misled Mine might well be a story That you've heard before I've been king of the gamblers Since I last left my front door Gold and small I'll lie in the arms of victory's fight. I was once young and foolish, shall will I used to love. I thought my future with my true love was brighter than a star. He's from one kind of background, I another sort I thought love overcame such things as family thought not pocket, good sense in my head. If you think that I need much else, your muscles has been
0: misled. Incredible life stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe.
2: You may remember Carter, the orderly on the drug ward, who escorted addicts into the lab. And you may also recall that even though the addicts were meant to be supervised by Sergeant Friedlander as they gave their daily offering of the golden flow, he was too embarrassed to do this and looked the other way. This gave Carter the opportunity to substitute his own clean urine for some of the addicts, which meant he could still supply them with heroin, but at a price. Carter had flirted with me from the first time he came into the lab, but even before I knew of his duplicitous dealings, he made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't like him. He wanted to take me out to a German club to meet a few girls he knew, but I kept making excuses. Then when I started seeing Dave more regularly, I think he got the message. One night, Dave and his best friend Sutton and I visited a Stuttgart jazz club called The Blue Note. Sutton was a lovely guy, part Puerto Rican, part black, and worked as a cook in the mess hall with Dave. He was a quiet, sweet guy and well-liked. His face was pockmarked, and several unrelated scars were also visible. Dave was very protective of him. He's seen some stuff he once told me, but never elaborated. Since Sutton had spent quite a bit of time in Vietnam, I could only imagine the kind of stuff he'd seen. Just as we were sitting drinking beer and enjoying the live jazz, Carter walked in with four attractive German girls in their early 20s and a couple of guys around the same age, who I presumed to be military since they had short haircuts. They sat at a table across from us, and both Dave and Sutton reacted strongly, with a few expletives to Carter's presence. Then when he came over to our table, Sutton became visibly upset. "'Call it,' Dave said to Sutton. "'It's okay.' Totally ignoring Dave and Sutton, Carter spoke directly to me. "'Wanna meet my girls now?' he said. I didn't answer. Get lost, Carter, Dave said. Carter held up his hands as if in submission. You got it. Then he went back to his table, giving me a backwards look and a wink. It was very creepy. It was then that I started to get more of an insight into who Carter really was. He's Bad news, Dave said. He told me that the girls were prostitutes and that Carter had been pimping them and other girls to military as well as civilians. He was also a major drug dealer, not only within the military, but the Stuttgart community. He had contacts with German businessmen, lawyers and police, providing them with their drug of choice. It seemed that he wielded a lot of power and was untouchable. As far as I was aware, Dave never did drugs, certainly not in my presence. He smoked menthol cigarettes, a brand called Cools with a K. But Sutton certainly used drugs, which he got from Carter. Since Carter's arrival at the club, the whole mood had changed. So we decided to leave. As we passed his table, Carter said, see you later, girl, which made me cringe and Dave seethe with anger. But he held it together and we were all relieved to get out into the fresh air, especially Sutton, who was quieter than usual and looked worried as we took a cab back to the hospital. Dave walked me to my building, gave me a kiss and said he was going back to the barracks with Sutton and would see me the next day. I totally understood because I could see that Sutton was quite upset. I'd just changed into my nightie when there was a knock on the door. Thinking perhaps Dave had changed his mind, I opened the door and Carter stood there. He said he needed to talk to me about something. Before I could respond, he pushed his way into my room. He then pinned me against the wall. What the hell are you doing? I said, trying to wriggle away from his firm grip. He was intent on having me, as he put it. Get off me! Get off! I yelled. I was hoping that Pat would hear me since our rooms were only divided by a shared bathroom. Fortunately, her boyfriend Mike, the guy she eventually married, was just leaving her room and heard me. He rushed in, with Pat close behind, before Carter could do any damage. And I was very relieved. Mike was ready to punch him. But Carter just stood there boldly, with no sense of remorse at all, and calmly walked out the door. I was naturally shaken up, but was very grateful that Mike had been there to save the day. you got to stop messing with these guys, Mike said, as if it was my fault. I never told Abe what happened with Carter, and for the next couple of weeks carried on as normal, ignoring Carter when he came into the lab. I had become friends with a few black women in the military, who wanted to start a drama group, and asked if I'd help organise it. I was also spending time with Hines, the race relations officer, and his family, and of course Dave. So it seemed that most of my friends at that time were black Americans. This was when my relationship with Pat and some of my other friends began to break down, and when the nasty slurs about my friendship with black military began to escalate. I still had several good friends in the lab, and Major Cardell was always very supportive, although I don't think he was aware exactly what was going on. It was a Monday morning and I was getting ready for work when there was a loud banging on my door. I opened it and Catherine stood there. One of the cooks was murdered last night, shot five times behind the mess hall. I was in shock. Oh my God, no! I rushed past her, down the stairs in the direction of the mess hall. But military police had it all cordoned off. Who was killed? I asked. Can't say, ma'am. got to move back. I didn't know what to do. I turned and ran into Dave's barracks, which were forbidden for women and especially civilians. But I didn't care. I called Dave's name. Dave! Dave! Walton! Dave! Through the haze of smoke from cigarettes and hash pipes, a G.I. appeared, who I recognised. He's not here. Was he killed? Was he killed? No. It was Sutton, the G.I. said. Oh no! As I ran out of the barracks, I bumped into my friend Hines. What happened, Hines? And where's Dave? He told me that no one knew yet why Sutton had been murdered, but that Dave was being interviewed by the police and was a possible suspect. That's ridiculous. He's Sutton's best friend. Why would he kill him? Anyway, it's not in Dave's nature. He's gentle. He's kind. He wouldn't do a thing like that. Hines just shook his head. He's not under arrest. They're questioning everyone. Don't worry, honey. The truth will come out. What can I do? I said. Hines told me just to go back to work and he'd find out what he could. I was too upset to concentrate on work. And when the drug addicts came into the lab to give their usual offering, I was surprised and relieved to see another ward orderly with them and not Carter. Apparently, he was also being interviewed about Sutton's murder. It later transpired that Sutton had been killed over a drug deal gone wrong and Carter was the likely culprit. But a lot of people were protecting him and giving him alibis. Dave was still on the hook since he was the last person seen with Sutton. Then, when Hines told me that my name had come up as being involved with both Sutton and Carter and their drug dealings, I was stunned beyond belief. In the next episode, you'll hear of my decision to leave the 5th General Hospital while I was still sane. But uh, there are many more dramas and adventures ahead. So I hope you'll keep listening.
0: Incredible Life Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe. What a great way to end another show. I hope you enjoyed this hour with us. I certainly enjoyed hosting it for you. Thank you to my guests, Kat and Emma. And Marie, you're my star in every show. And I can't wait to get a new chapter for next week. So thank you for joining us. Don't forget that you can follow us on a Facebook page if you search for Sophia Style Radio. On the next show, we will be talking about starting a business when you're expecting and also something that made me smile. um, I will be talking about putting on our positive pants. So I hope that we can have your company next week. Have a wonderful weekend and I will be right here again next Friday. Thank you for listening. Know that you can be our guest co-host. If you have a wonderful idea for an hour show, do get in touch and we can arrange that for you. You can have your own guests and interviews and we will help you put together a fantastic show around your topic. So do get in touch on our email, hello at sophiaandi.com.uk.